Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the bar? A little NIL nonsense as Tommy Tuberville and Joe Manchin uh, try to kick around Congress in the halls of Washington an anti-college athlete bill. It's not to save the sport. It's not to create a competitive balance. It's anti-college athlete. It is pro-big business of the colleges and universities. We're going to look at that. Also, a little Big 12 boogie as the Colorado Buffaloes and Deion Sanders exit stage right out of the Pac-12 back to the Big 12 a place or out of the Pac-12 into the Big 12 a place where they resided what was it now it's been 14 years so back to the Big 12 what that means who they could be bringing with them and also oh boy I was looking at this this is one of these things I'm all about progress all about progression but could Ohio State and Michigan be moving off Thanksgiving into the middle of the year. Ryan Day is kicking the tires on this, the head football coach at Ohio State. Why, the unthinkable may be necessary. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram, Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast via Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, harponsports.com. Okay. Joe Manchin, Democrat, West Virginia, Tommy Tuberville, Republican, Alabama, bipartisan legislation that these guys are kicking around that would change the scope of the NIL and transferability. You may say, well, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it is. It's anti-athlete, anti-college athlete, because hidden, ready for this? Hidden in this is the following language. No state can adopt a law to grant student-athletes compensation either directly or indirectly. What does this mean? Can't pay them. Can't pay them. Now, the good thing about this, you fly this up the flagpole of the Supreme Court, you're going to lose. So this is one of these things I'm kind of torn on because these two can rally the troops and get this into the Senate and do whatever they want. It's going to get stopped. It makes it, if I'm a college athlete, I sue. You get, wait a second. What do you mean I can't be paid? Well, the NIL, it's going to be uniform and it's going to be structure. I'm okay with a cap. I am. I'm okay with an NIL cap. You want to make it $5 million per team? Go for it. This is just a way to reduce college athletes from having power because they have power for the first time. They don't like a program they can leave and go somewhere else. You don't like your job, you can go somewhere else. If, you're, if you are a student and you hit the University of Florida, all the time we've got transfer students They weren't happy at Central Florida. They weren't happy at FSU. They weren't happy at Miami. They weren't happy at Auburn. And so they come to someplace new. So... I've had family members go somewhere and decide, this isn't for me, I'm going to go somewhere else. Sometimes you're far away from home, you're not happy, it's not a fit. 
These two guys, again, coming from Tommy Tupperville, it's a former coach. It's all about control. It's about power. Well, the NIL, this is ruining college football. How? You had TCU in the playoffs last year. This can't be too corrupt. It'd be one thing if the NIL and the power to transfer and not sit out had turned into some conglomerate where it's the same two or three teams, but it's not. It's not. Georgia? Michigan? TCU? Ohio State? What? We had Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. We've had a variety of teams. You know, Georgia's won back-to-back national championships, but didn't we have a stretch there where four years, four different champions? Joe Burrow transfers out of Ohio State into LSU. Florida baseball doesn't get to the College World Series if it's not for Hudson Waltrip, an immediate transfer. This stuff is just, it, it's anti. I, and, well, they, you go somewhere and you commit and you don't start, so you bail. So what? So what? Look at it this way. If we're dating, we're going to go out on a date. And I say, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to date her exclusively for a while. What? You should sit there and wait until I figure it out. That person made a commitment. Yes, they did. They signed on the dotted line. Marriages end. Look what Colorado's about ready to do. They're about ready to bail on the big 12 or bail on the pac 12. Honor your commitments. You will not hear one person sit here and Congress. Come on. You want to get involved with something? Go get Colorado. They made a commitment. Oh, that's just business. I get it. So when an athlete does it, it's selfish. When a school does it, it's business. Bunch of hypocrites. Anti-college athlete. You have to stay. If you if you commit some more, you have to stay for three years. This is a former football coach and a senator, both senators, and a senator from West Virginia that's trying to do something to gain popularity because West Virginia athletes bleed and they leave all the time. So what's he want to do? Get you here. We keep you here for three years. It's controlling. Now, you can transfer if your coach leaves. Uh, Okay. What if I go to a school that's 600 miles away and I'm lonely and miss my family? To hell with me? Come on. You want to cap the money, cap the money. But this, if you came out and said, okay, each school can only spend $4 million on NIL deals. Okay, fine. I'm okay with that because it creates a window. You have caps everywhere. It's negotiated. But to say that no state can adopt a law, <sighs> no state can adopt a law to compensate the athletes, good luck. If I'm a college, if I, if I am like, dude, if I'm the Big Ten or I'm a... I, if I'm a state like California, let's go to the Supreme Court. You can cap this. But you notice that this bill, 90% doesn't have to do with NIL. 90% doesn't. It's anti-athlete, anti-college student. You go to the games to watch the guys with the names in the back of the jersey, not the front of the jersey. If that were the case, you, you'd never hey, random football player signing. No, you tell me who it is, don't you? Ridiculous. From that to this, it's all college football today on this show. Colorado, exit stage right. Colorado heading to the Big 12. Good for them. More money, better opportunity. I'm okay with schools changing conferences. I'm okay with athletes leaving after a year. I'm okay with all this. Now, Colorado's expected to look over their left and their right shoulder and say, Come on, Arizona and Arizona State. They think this will create domino effects 
in which Arizona and Arizona State, knowing that UCLA and USC are about ready to leave the Pac-12, know that the grass is greener in Big 12 land with Baylor, with Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. They know the grass is greener there. There's more revenue opportunities. Now, it's kind of interesting that you're going to have, I I believe, uh, is it uh, Hawaii and another school in the Mountain West are have the farthest distance, but in the continental United States where we can't get any farther apart, can we than what Arizona and UCF? I mean, one of those schools is you can chuck a rock and hit the Pacific ocean. The other one, you're in the Gulf of Mexico or on the neighbor of the Gulf of Mexico or, or the Atlantic ocean. Take your pick. So geography be damned. We got these fancy things called aeroplanes now that get us somewhere in about three and a half hours, regardless. So it's a big business. Colorado back to the Big 12. Arizona, Arizona State, come with us. The Big 12 is going from what? 14, 12, 10, up to 14. You know, you look at this conference, it's going to be at 14 here. It's going to go down to 10 at the end of the year. Um, Sorry, 14 to 12 at the end of the year. Once... Texas and Oklahoma leave. So Arizona, Arizona State, come on, Colorado, come on. And they want to bring Utah apparently with them. Utah's not, eh, eh. Utah's not sure. There's options. If you want to keep it close in the family, then you do SMU and you really burn the Pac-12. What I would like to see somebody do, and I can't believe with the love and financial opportunities that professional sports now see in Las Vegas. To me, it's shocking that no major conference has sunk their teeth into UNLV yet. Vegas is one of America's largest growing cities. There's all that money there. The Pac-12 or the Big 12 should be all over UNLV. All over it. It's a competitive enough basketball program. It is. For crying out loud, they went to the Sweet 16 a couple years ago. They're a competitive enough basketball program. Now, what does baseball do? Come on. I don't know. I'll see Colorado's baseball team breaking the sales. So I'd love to see if I'm the big 12, I understand why you want Utah. If you can't get Utah, I'm going UNLV, Arizona, Arizona state, Colorado. And that gets you to 15. Now you're searching for one more. You can go down and grab Tulane. That can get you the new Orleans market. If you want it possibility, if you want to go down that route, of course, if you're the Big 12, Memphis is always there, too, if you want to grab a hold of Memphis. But I am still shocked. Shocked. UNLV, or think about Vegas. Vegas has added, what, in the last five years, professional hockey team, professional football team. In the next three years, are going to get a professional baseball team. They don't have an NBA team yet, but that one's coming. Just shocked that the Pac-12 or the Big 12 haven't made a run at UNLV yet. If you're the Big 12, you get Colorado, UNLV, and both Arizona schools you're you're pretty good shape. You're in pretty good shape at that point. I mean, the Big Ten and the SEC are ahead of you, but you had those four schools and you're the Big 12. All of a sudden, we know the Big Ten and the SEC. Aren't I the bronze medalist now of conferences behind the Big Ten and the SEC? I'm ahead of the ACC, aren't I? Both Arizona schools? Now, as long as Dion stays at Colorado and if you can get that thing cooking, I know. So I, uh, it's a big business. Here's what, if this happens, let's say Utah stays, which is what people are saying right now that Utah is probably going to stay. Get a bigger cut. 
You're the Pac-12, you lose both Arizona schools and Colorado. You're down to seven. You'll be down to seven schools in two years, three years. What do you do if you're the Pac-12? I went through and the, the, you're geographically locked. So let's say Utah stays and you, you can grab UNLV. If you grab San Diego State, Fresno State, SMU, Boise State, Colorado State, that's what you're looking at. That's what you're looking at if you're the Pac-12. Yikes, I know. San Diego State makes some sense. Get you back into the San Diego, the L.A. markets, L.A. San Diego. I know there's a little you know, space in between them there, but it brings you back into that market. SMU would grab you Dallas, so you, you can kind of, and I mentioned UNLV, you can kind of grab some things here, but I, I don't. USC and UCLA are just daggers. And Phoenix is a top 10 media market, grabbing the Arizona schools and yanking Phoenix out. Now you add SMU, you add a bigger market. I, I get it. I'm looking around if you're the Pac-12 Memphis, the schools aren't going to do anything for you. They're not. So I, I look at the Pac-12, again, Colorado State, UNLV, Boise State, SMU, San Diego State. How are you replacing these five? Think about this. The Pac-12, USC, UCLA, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. And then, you know, the Big Ten sniffing around in Oregon land. You're the Pac-12. We mentioned this last year. When it comes to conference realignment, you're the hunted or the or you're being hunted. You better expand when you have the chance. And we made mention of this a couple months ago that the Pac-12 should go get Oklahoma State, offer them more money. We, Oklahoma State, how would you like to come? We're going to give you a little bit bigger revenue share. Uh, who, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma's gone. Who do you want? Who do you want to come with us? Huh? Let's go get SMU. Okay, we'll go grab SMU. Uh, who else? Who else can we grab? I mentioned UNLV. The Pac-12 could have fixed this or stopped it. Now it's probably too late. Probably too late. Now, is the conference going away? No, it's not. But Boise State, UNLV, San Diego State, SMU, Fresno State. Sounds like the Mountain West with Oregon. Your conference is going to be, you got Oregon and Washington, and the rest is the Mountain West. That's what we're looking like. Stanford. Slim Pickens. I wanted to wrap with this. Ryan Day at Big Ten Media Days catching all sorts of heat because he made mention that they're going to have a long discussion about moving the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. Now, could he be just messing with people? Maybe. But this is his perspective on this. Look, you know, we play at the end of the year just to turn around and play again? We're talking about stripping. We're talking in this conference about stripping divisions. SEC stripping divisions, ACC stripping divisions. We're talking about stripping divisions. If I'm Ohio State, Michigan, and predominantly, what did I, I saw a stat? It's something like, in terms of conference records and tiebreakers, in the last 17 years, 18 years, these teams would have played back to back six times. Back to back six times. So Ohio State plays Michigan. All right, then we play each other again. Ryan Day talking about we're going to move the we may have to move the game up a couple weeks to make it special because if it's the end of the year and we both know that we're in the conference championship game, what do we see? So it's on the table. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I know. Look, there's other big rivalries that are in the middle of the year. Oklahoma, Texas, in the middle of the year. 
Notre Dame SC when it's in South Bend is in the middle of the year. Florida, Georgia in the middle of the year. Two-thirds of the way through. Auburn, Georgia, Deep South's oldest rivalry. Tennessee, Alabama. Go find them. Those rivalries scattered. Michigan, Michigan State's in the middle of the year. They'd have to adjust a little bit with that. Now, look, there's something special about Auburn, Alabama at the end of the year. But could you imagine Auburn and the Iron Bowl, them playing? How many times would we have seen Auburn and Alabama play and then turn around and play again in the SEC championship game? It happened five or six times in the last 18 years. Same thing as Ohio State, Michigan. Does it cheapen it if it's back to back like that? You may say no. Well, the only reason it hasn't cheapened it because we didn't get it. Florida State beats Florida back in 96. They turn around and play a month later, and Florida railroads them, wins the national championship. Good for the Gators, right? Great for business. But it's like, we just beat you. And I play again, I guess. I, yeah. We're the two best teams. And that was a month apart. Imagine if Florida, Florida State played each other, and then six times in 18 years, turn around and play each other again. Something to think about. I know they're different conferences. I get it, but yeah. Is it going to happen? Not right away, but have Ohio State and Michigan play each other and then turn around and play in the conference championship game about three times in five years and see what happens. Iron Bowl, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, those are the two big ones that I can think of that would be really, really affected by it. That, that a third of the last 20 years that those two teams would have played and then turn around and played again. Can't think of any other real rivalry, you know, inside of a conference that, that would do that, at least internally. Texas, Texas A&M, I mean, back when they were in the Big 12, it didn't really, it wouldn't have happened very often with that. It just wouldn't have happened. Something to ponder, Ryan Day. It's not that far-fetched when you think about the implications of stripping the divisions. Harpon Sports, the bar. Podcast media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, harponsports.com along with YouTube Challenge. Check it out. There we go. Again, filling in for Shane Matthews. Pot up with Matthews in the morning all week long. You can check that out on his Facebook page as well. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.